0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Golden Bear cast. Today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash and BetOnline, but we'll get to that later. Today we're here to talk about football, because football is back. I'm one of your hosts on the BearCast. Rob Wong, alongside me, of course, is a best friend and my co-host, Andy Johnson. How are you doing, Andy? Solid. Can't complain, right? Don't get no better than solid, baby. (laughs) All right. I mean... I don't think we need any more small talk because we gotta talk football, right? We gotta talk. We gotta talk some football. So let's get right into it. The Pac-12 announced on October third, which is last Friday, Saturday, I believe, uh, on College Game Day at 7:30 a.m. Pacific time, which I think is not ideal for most of your West Coast fans to get up to find out the schedule. But regardless um announced the schedule the week before is when the pac-12 announced that it would be back after the pac-12 ceo group decided that it was okay with football coming back because of you know the new rapid testing and and all that that they had figured out so with that they announced the schedule all games will be on nationally televised uh services so Every football – it says here, and I quote, every football game through the first six weeks of the season will be televised nationally by a combination of ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN U, Fox, and FS1. Fox will televise the football championship game on Friday, December 18th. Exact broadcast schedules will be
2: determined at a later date. Guess what? Late night Saturdays are back.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's
2: crazy. You know we're going to be staying up late. You know <laughs> – it's yeah. just, it's inevitable. It's well, I want inevitable. your take, I want
1: your takes on football coming back as a whole before we dive into the actual schedule. Not Are even you... going to comment on Pac-12 Network not having a single game? Well, they, f- they furloughed and then they cut most of their staff, apparently. Like, Mike Yam is no longer with the network, right? So it's kind of baffling that they're not using their own network that they have, like, but they're gonna air it on national stuff. So, I, I mean, I guess it's better for exposure. But still, does
2: the Pac-12 Network ever come back?
1: I don't know. What, what are you? What do you think about it? Do you think they'll come back?
2: I don't know. Hard to make the case either way. I would say. <laughs> you know, seriously, I, 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 don't honestly know. Yeah. Was it potentially an overstep for them to? you know, feel like they had to create their own network. And there's so many things. I mean, just on the radio today, they're like, are movies going to come back in the same way? Like theaters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Theater experience.
1: Yeah. Um, I you know. I don't know. It's um, a very good question. I mean, particularly because, I mean, people had so many issues with the Pac-12, right? Like the app didn't work properly. It was only on very, very select services. You couldn't get it on, I believe, DirecTV Um, you had in other spots, like you couldn't even get it on. Uh, so here's the thing for me. It's like, you're in, you keep flaunting that you're in San Francisco and you're in the Silicon Valley yet you aren't on any of the big cord cutting services, right? Like you had to go on sling, but you had to like get, like, I think the, the highest one to get that channel. Like you weren't even on YouTube TV. Like it was just so difficult to even get. And I know the West Coast or the East Coast guys had an even harder problem trying to get uh, Pac-12 Network.
2: The real question for me is basketball, because that's where they covered a lot of games that wouldn't be covered nationally. So that's the one is like, what happens then?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, they haven't said anything about basketball yet. They did say basketball. NCAA said basketball would be returning, I think, the end of November that's the earliest you can start. So we'll see what happens with the basketball schedule and what they actually do. There's been a lot of rumors circulating um, about, you know, maybe they'll do like a, you know, an out-of-conference regional, like, bubble where it's like, you know, eight teams on the West Coast meet at this one city and they just play like a round-robin tournament. Like, those are your out-of-conference games. But who knows? Who knows what they're going to decide to do. Wild times. Let's talk some football. <laughs> let's do it. All right. So I'm thinking before we get into the Cal stuff, I'm just going to run you through the schedule as a whole. And uh, let's go week by week and just pick out like one game that we, that excites excites us that week. So to start off the basic format of the schedule this year is you play all of your divisional opponents. Then you play uh, your Then you play one cross-divisional opponent. And then uh, championship week, which is December 18th and 19th, the championship game will be played by the winner of the Pac-12 North and the winner of the Pac-12 South. But all other 10 teams will also be playing, and I believe that game is going to be seeded, um, if I'm not
2: mistaken. I might be wrong with that. Uh Rob, can you confirm you're saying that during the championship game every other team will also have a game? No, most likely what they'll do is they'll have the championship game on the following like the
1: following day. Like it says December eighteenth and nineteenth, right? So like let's they'll probably have the championship game on the nineteenth, and then on the eighteenth all the other the other five games will probably be played. So Does everyone's guaranteed seven games. Everyone's guaranteed seven games, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just one game is the championship game, and the other five are just like a fun seventh game. Weird, super weird. weird. But anyways, are you? What do you think about that scheduling? Like the five in in divisional opponents, and then your one randomized uh, cross divisional opponent.
2: Well, we got screwed, <laughs> and I know <laughs> I know you weren't asking about the Cal perspective, but what what do you get? You know, so um, I think we definitely drew the you know the unlucky side of the stick outside of you know getting somebody like utah um you know would have been worse but it's not great playing arizona state i think that the schedule itself is just like so short that anything can happen i mean i know we're going to get into predictions i know we're going to get into all this stuff but like I was asked a couple of times by a friend of mine, like, all right, how do you think Cal's gonna be? Cal's gonna do? And I was just like, dude, I have no idea, <laughs> because you know, you look at a team like Cal who has started well in most seasons uh, in recent memory, you know, especially with out of conference. But then as they kind of get into conference play, it's really inconsistent. I mean, we've talked about last year where, you know, we'd lost a lot of games and then came kind of came back and rallied. If you lose those first three games, your best bet is, you know, four and three. So mediocre year. And I think it's really hard. So I just think it's a small schedule and understanding like the full you know, a full schedule could not be played for obvious reasons, which is the fact that I get it. I didn't even think we we're going to have football this year. So I think in what we're getting is already lucky. Cal could be as as likely to be six and zero oh as zero oh and six or three and three or I uh, mean, you know, I guess it should make it into sevens, not sixes. But from a conference play standpoint, and not the added extra game, you know, it's just really hard to predict. So six games, cool. Glad I think it's just like one of those things. Like it sucks be- for many reasons because. Cal was supposed to be so good this year. And so instead of having high expectations, my expectations are actually a lot more muted where I'm just sort of like, well, you know, I guess I'm just happy that there's football and like that we can watch Cal play because the Giants were a lot more entertaining than they were supposed to be. And that was really fun. And I didn't expect that. And the b- basketball has been amazing. Like hands down, I think it's been the best of any sport going right now. I don't watch Premier League. So Rob, feel free to, to shut that one in my face if that's, (laughs) you know, not true. And then I think, you know, the NFL has been a disaster. How could you not? (laughs) It's just, and and then we got to get into that too, which is what happens when you have the inevitable take, the inevitable take place, which is teams get exposed to COVID. You have the Notre Dame situation, you know, what happens? How do you work around it in this abbreviated sort of micro schedule that we're getting? and yeah. the other thing too is like i'd like to ask you is like would it been like would it been in that bad to postpone to to what i would call winter spring so maybe you're starting in january and playing out the schedule then under terms that could be maybe a little bit more certain uh in regards to player safety i'm curious to get your thoughts or if you you know what? Where you land on that?
1: I actually wanted a spring schedule. I thought that'd be that would have been fun. Um, even for us, you know, imagine getting two football seasons in a single season, or in a single calendar year. Like how fun, How much fun that w- would that be? Without the long like draw of an off season. Yeah. At the same time, I totally understand that human bodies weren't made to take that much punishment, and there's a reason that season breaks are as long as they are. So, with that. With all that taken into account, and if this was like a utopian world, I would have loved to have seen football come back in January. But I think the moment the Big Ten decided to come back was the nail in the coffin that the Pac-12 needed to come back. There, It's just, you can't be the only Power 5 conference that's out. And the financial like loss and the hit you're going to take by not participating is significant. And not only is it significant to the conference, but it's significant towards each school. Right. Each school gets a payout from the NCAA for playing uh, in an NCAA sport, particularly football. So even just that added revenue, particularly now, is probably even more beneficial for every university. So that's probably why most schools said that they wanted to go and wanted to play. You know, I mean, we talked about the Utah stuff, right? Like the entire athletic department got furloughed from top to bottom. Like that's that's insane considering the amount of money that we always talk about that's in college sports so with all that with all that taken into account they had they made the financial move they made the like the right PR move um, not I don't think it, it was the right move like overall but like I can't as a business decision I can't see why I I can I can see why they did it is what I would say. Um, what,
2: what would be your thoughts to what I just said? I think that's spot on. You know, I think... I, I imagine that the something to do with television, revenue, you know, it's all money at the end of the day, which is to the NCAA's folly, really. Yeah. That, you know, I think Stanford was the one that was rumored to be out because... Specifically, they felt they would then no longer be able to prove this amateur status of their student athletes because you're having preferential treatment to football players coming back versus golfers or, you know, other sports. And I think that that's super valid. So I don't see how you can possibly make this about anything else. And as, as we've talked about, I think your failure, your chance of failure here is high because failure starts with one. Failure starts with one person who catches COVID, who deals with lifelong issues because of that, potentially. Or, um, you know, potentially passes to somebody else. And, and that ends up, if just anybody gets any type of hurt out of that, what was it all for so it's that de- I think that's put a muted kind of enjoyment. I mean I'm very excited that football is coming back I'm very excited that we get to watch Cal versus Oregon I'm very excited that we get to watch Cam and play more you know there's tons of things to be really excited about so uh I, I think that they made the predictable move but I think if you ask me like what strong leadership would have looked like I would say more of what you talked about, which is being like, "Look, we know that these other leagues are back. Good for them. There's fans in the stadium." <laughs> like, we're obviously in a different situation over here on the West Coast. There's fires that are ravaging this area anyways, so the odds of us being able to play in a smoke-free environment right now are, you know, slim to none. So, we're going to push till, you know, January 21st, and we're going to start our 7-game season then. And you know we're the Pac-12 pioneer, you know conference, and you know our championship, our conference championship game will, you know, be very valuable to us, but not nationally, and that's fine. So I don't know, but I I don't really know. Like I can't, as a fan, I'm not saying that that's like the most fun option. You know, it's not, it's not at all. The most fun option here is if Cal like goes 5 and 1 or 6 and 0 oh and heads to the championship game with a real shot at the national, you know, the playoff. Like that's that's the fun side of it. So from a fun standpoint, I take what I just said, and throw it out the door and give it a nice punt out of there, you know? But from my Yeah. From a personal standpoint and priority and like value standpoint, I think that's where the other perspective kind of comes from.
1: Yeah, I think you make, I think you make valid points. Um, I think uh, the one thing I would add on to that is I think the narrative of how everything played out kind of went in the conference's favor, right? Big Ten decides they're going to play. Pac-12 kind of says, you know what, we're going to, we're still going to think about it. Then all the players come out with the, we want, we want to play movement, right? You saw that, like the, the hashtag we want to play or let us play. And so the Pac-12 kind of just, like, they didn't need to force kids to play. Like, they everyone was willing to play. So you kind of play that role of like, oh, we're giving in to because our players want to do it and we think we can do it safely. I I totally I totally think that this is this entire environment and atmosphere is different. Is all if all the players were united at least in the conference saying, like we still are hesitant because of the health risks like we don't want to we still are not a full believer in that then the conference has a bigger issue on their hands like even if they want to play that means they're forcefully going to tell ask players to play right like either that or like forego whatever it it may be and that just looks bad on the conference like i think narrative wise it just worked out for everyone involved where the players you know look like they wanted to play And they got that answered. The conference makes it look like they didn't have to, you know, be the the evil, you know, conglomerate that's just there to make money off of.
2: Yeah, totally fair. I think that it it came their direction a lot. And, you know, we'll be better off. For I mean, it's going to be entertaining having college football to watch and Cal football, like college football that I care about. Yeah. I watched Mike Leach lose. That was awesome. Double whammy on that one. I got to watch KJ Costello not be good. So that was also fun. And then <laughs> no you know, love lost there. Yeah.
1: There are and... so many games, though, that have just been like insane, right? Like we're veering off topic here, but like the Texas Texas Tech game a couple weeks ago, like they were up yeah. like, thir- 13 or 18 <laughs> with like f- six minutes left, four minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. It's so insane. it's
2: been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch. It's fun to have on. It's just like everything else except for the NFL because the NFL is so boring. Is there anything more boring than the two games on Monday night tonight? No. Yeah. None. Just so boring. But everything else seems to be really entertaining. So that's good. The Niners game was entertaining kind of. But, yeah, I think that – I think college football has been fun. It sure is weird though. It sure is weird seeing fans in the stadium. That, yeah. i mean dude when i saw that georgia oh my goodness dude that stadium was like i swear it was closer to half full than it was to a third full like it was packed i Just think like, the,
1: the funniest part about that georgia thing is that didn't they take away like all voting locations or except for one on campus because they said they were worried about covid <laughs> and yet there's like that many people in the stands yeah you get masks. it rob
2: you get it That's all I'll say on that. You get it. Not everybody gets it. (laughs) It it. doesn't matter. All right. Whatever. We'll talk about – well,
1: we can get into that in another podcast. But let's run down through the schedule and push this podcast along. Week one, Andy, all games will be played on Saturday, November 7th. We got Arizona at Utah, Arizona State at USC, Stanford at number 14, Oregon, UCLA at Colorado, Washington at Cal, and Washington State at Oregon State. Which game intrigues you the most?
2: UCLA-Colorado. Really? (laughs) (laughs) If it intrigues you to watch two teams burn, I think you got it exactly. Dude, I think we have the marquee matchup that week. I really do. That's... I don't know about the Oregon Stanford. Dude, is Stanford even good? Like, can we talk about this? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I,
0: I don't cannot so.
2: definitively tell you that Stanford will be good this year. And they lost their best corner. Like, Debo's gone. He's going to the NFL. He's not coming back. Yeah. And they still, I mean,
1: granted, they still have a five star quarterback that's playing, but that's besides the point because all of their quarterbacks just hand the ball off to their five star running back, anyways. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, is, is that our main competition? I think so. Yep. Arizona is supposed to be garbage, so that I think the Arizona up...
1: State USC game is intriguing to me. Yeah, um, because yeah. I think that's the I think honestly that's the battle for the
2: South for sure. No, that's a good one. That is a good one. I think that Cal the the Cal Washington narrative now is interesting no sans chris peterson yeah and you know i think that you're sort of trying to understand what washington is going to be which i imagine is probably a pretty good defensive team yeah and and then big questions for us breaking a new offensive coordinator coming back with tons of talent on the offensive side of the football breaking in a very kind of new defense if you will uh at least from a linebacker d line perspective so there's a lot there's a lot there i would say that that's probably up there against the other matchup that you mentioned as the matchup to watch like that's for sure the game i would want to watch obviously but if i'm trying to like keep the bias out of here and say if I was looking at that as the same way as I look at the SEC or the same way I would look at the Big Ten, like what would I want to watch? That would be the one where I'd be like, ah, that's just, there's intrigue there. What yeah. about
1: you? No, I think uh, I think you're you're pretty much, or I think we're pretty much have a hive mind. I think the Washington Cal game. So let me let me take a step back. The Arizona State USC game and the Washington Cal game, they're intriguing for different reasons. The reason Arizona State at USC is intriguing is because. They have arguably some of the most electric talent in the conference and they probably have the most like good continuity and established stuff like in terms of the team. So that's why I would want to keep an eye on them to see like, can they hit the ground running right after last season? Washington at Cal, the intriguing part about it is, as you said, both teams are breaking in a lot of new coordinators and a lot of new skill position players particularly Washington also has a new offensive coordinator and a new quarterback. This game could potentially be a a Garbers brother sibling sibling game where you have Chase Garbers, who's the quarterback for Cal and the, you know, our, our leader in QB one and his younger brother, Ethan, who's at Washington and is vying for the starting quarterback job. So, I mean, and, and Chase talked about it on our podcast when he was on and he's like, yeah, I, I hope he wins it. It'd be super fun to play against him, uh, but he's gonna he's gonna try his best to win that job. So, like that's the intriguing part for me. There's a bunch of like narrative and plot lines there, uh, but yeah, I I think those are the probably the two marquee games.
2: Yeah, I agree, Rob. I mean, I, I really think it, Ethan's tape there too is really solid Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was super good yeah really bummed that he picked washington (laughs) so uh no i I agree i agree all
1: right well we'll move to week we'll move to week two
2: we've got a friday november friday a friday night
1: game friday the 13th friday november 13th utah at ucla then on saturday november 14th cal at arizona state colorado at stanford number 14 oregon at washington state oregon state at washington and usc at arizona your pick
2: dude that's tough you go first this time <laughs> uh
1: I'm gonna have to go Oregon at Washington State. why that'll be their first road game right with such a young team they're replacing their quarterback they're replacing their left tackle they're replacing um, Javon Holland on the back end of their defense. Like, they have a bunch of guys that they're trying to replace in Oregon. And then they're playing at Washington State, which with Nick Rolovich, like, I think they're going to try, they're going to want to hit the ground running and try and get, like, a marquee win off. And it's at the Palouse. Like, it's, you know, it's November in Washington. Like, I think. No fans, though. No fans. Yeah, no fans. But I think also weather could play a part into this game. Uh, but we'll see. I think, uh, I just think that matchup is really for me it's intriguing.
2: Hmm. Yeah, no, there's definitely intrigue there, but I I've kind of written off Washington state already as just not going to be very competitive. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of my Oregon friends, Oregon fans that are friends of mine think that Oregon's going to be really good. So um let's see. The other one was I picked up on Stanford, Colorado. Um who was Utah matched up with again? Arizona. Utah at UCLA on Friday the thirteenth. Oh sorry, is Utah at UCLA. Um uh, yeah. I mean it's interesting. Right, is this is this Chip's last hurrah here? It might be. Does he get another season if they go if things go bad?
1: If they go one and five or like one and six? Two and two and four?
2: I don't think so. Two and five. Yeah. I mean his legacy you talk about like the up up and downs. You know? Yeah, it's not great just crashing since the NFL debut
1: yeah I mean other than that I don't think there's that many marquee games for week two I think we can move on to week three move on to week three November Friday November 20th UCLA at number 14 Oregon Saturday November 21st Arizona at Washington Arizona State at Colorado Cal at Oregon State USC at Utah Washington State at Stanford
2: I think this one's obvious dude our conference is not good right now (laughs) (laughs) I'm like you're listening on these things off and I'm like nah no (laughs) no no (laughs) um USC Utah yeah obviously I think without a doubt I'm I'm once again like super biased here I think Oregon State is interesting to me and I think that matchup against Cal is uh, gonna be a good one to watch If we end up having a top-notch offense and maybe just a rebuilding defense, then that becomes a potential, like, shootout type of game. I don't know if our offense would be that good, but that would be kind of cool to think about. So it's got to be Utah-USC, though, because that's that's where my mind goes for the South contention, I would say.
1: Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think my pick would be UCLA at Oregon just because, once again, the plot lines of Chip going back to Autzen, like him playing there. Probably no fans at that point, of course. But, yeah, just him being in in Oregon at Autzen and, like, you know, what if he loses there? Like, he might – if he loses week one, week two, week three, he might be fired by, by the end of week three. Like, it's totally viable.
2: I mean, in COVID times, yeah, you're that's, that might particularly be on the job right now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's move to week four. We got three games on Friday night. We got number 14, Oregon at Oregon State. We got the big game. We got Washington at Washington State. So, like, three rivalry games. Jeez, dude. The, the North is playing Civil all their War, rivalry games. Apple Cup, and the big game. Yeah, Civil War, big game, Apple Cup, all on Friday, November 27th.
2: Yikes. Remind me where I am. That's Thanksgiving weekend in place, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's Thanksgiving weekend for uh, on Black Friday, crazy, great, love it. Uh, And then Saturday, November twenty eighth, Arizona at UCLA, Colorado at USC, and Utah at Arizona State. Which game intrigues you, buddy?
2: Outside of the obvious pick, yeah. Civil War. Yeah, Civil War. Yeah, it's always, it always does. I always have interest in that game, and They're probably it, the, the outcome most established. Is, it's but it's like it's always so one sided. Yeah, <laughs> I always wonder if somehow Oregon State's going to pull it off because you know Phil Knight hates that. Yeah, you know somewhere if Oregon loses, he's tossing a Nike out like a hundredth story window and potentially hurting somebody. Except so, Oregon State is also Nike too, so which is weird. That pff, no matter. Pay no mind to that. <laughs> Would you read? You read Shoe Dog, and you know that Phil Knight does not like Oregon State. No yeah. way. Doesn't matter. So yeah. I don't know. I think that one's of interest to me. What about you?
1: I'd be interested to see the Colorado at USC game. Colorado and USC always play pretty some interesting games, in my opinion. And I do feel like with a new coach, um, it'll be. That could be a tone setter for that matchup under the new regime at Colorado. So I don't think they'll necessarily win, but if they can somehow keep it close and just put the pressure on SC, I think that totally changes the dynamic of that matchup for the next few years. But that's me. Uh, We'll move on to Week 5. Friday, December 4th, Washington State at USC. Then Saturday, December 5th, Colorado at Arizona, UCLA at Arizona State, Stanford at Washington, number 14, Oregon at Cal, and Oregon State at Utah.
2: Oregon, Cal, and then (laughs) Stanford, Washington, was it? Yeah, that game's always interesting. Always, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that'll be – that's my pick.
1: You know what's interesting to me is the Washington State at USC game. Why? Do you know why it's interesting to me? Think of the offenses that both teams run that ran the last, let's say, five to six years. And then the offenses that they'll be running at this Mm -hmm. game. They basically switched offenses. True. So I think that's – it's just going to be fun just to watch and how, like – mind-boggling it is that Washington State's not running an air raid but USC is
2: (laughs) it's yeah it's just so weird in some ways it makes me kind of miss Mike Leach because I like having another competitive team in the conference but in other ways Mike Leach is a total fool and uh, in most ways so I don't really miss him all that much but I agree it'll be really interesting to watch USC is going to just be a fun team to watch I think
1: yeah they have so much talent
2: yeah of talent yeah all
1: right week six friday december 11th arizona state at arizona the territorial cup utah at colorado and then saturday december 12th cal at washington state oregon state at stanford usc at ucla and washington at oregon
2: i mean two rivalries there that you have to choose from neither that involve cal so washington oregon those teams hate each other and those fan bases hate each other also, Rob, did you say December 11th? Because what the hell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> December
2: 11th. So late in the year. And you're talking about the North. So it's going to be so cold. Northwest. That's going to that's gonna be a cool football game. It's
0: going to be so cold. Um,
2: and then you got UCLA-USC. Yeah. Battle of SoCal. Always good entertaining to watch. Is Chip Kelly you know, saving his job? Is he not? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, is, does is Clay Helton in a similar position? Is, has he messed things up beyond no return? You know, yeah. there's a lot of storylines down in LA that could be interesting.
1: Very, very much so. I think, uh, I think you're right. I mean, it's I think it's a no brainer. Washington at Oregon is probably the biggest one there, just because of how much like hatred those two teams have for each other. So, I think you're right. And then uh week seven, Friday, December eighteenth is the Pac twelve football championship game. And then Saturday, December nineteenth, the rest of the matchups happen, which I'll say T B D at T B D. But they Location will be either.
2: Is still Levi's?
1: I believe it's at Allegiant. Oh, okay. Which we were supposed to be at earlier this year. Allegiant
2: is the Raiders? Yep. Yeah, we we're supposed to be um, there
1: for the this kickoff of Cal football season against uh UNLV. Yeah. That's yeah, what we should have
2: been. Could have, should have, could have, woulda. Should have, could have, woulda. <laughs> Technically, you could have gone, but you might have gotten COVID <laughs> uh, before they canceled it. But, <laughs> um, crazy, crazy. And so all the other games, I'm assuming, how are those going to be played? Home field? I think it's home field by seeding. Sweet. I mean, that'll be wild.
1: Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken. And I totally might be totally wrong on this, so don't quote me. But I think what they're going to do is probably seed all the other 10 teams and then just be like, all right, two plays, two plays 12, or no, three plays 12, four plays 11. Like, does that make sense? Just play it like that. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. All the way down. So, yep, that's it. I think that's a good place to pause to get a word from our sponsors for the episode.
2: or you could also choose to order from an actual local business so instead of ordering at those national chains that are fine right now find a local business and support them many of you like your local restaurants and they're still open for delivery so just open the doordash app select your favorite local spot and your food will be on its way right now our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's all capital letters, $5 off, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, BLUEWIRE is the code that you need to get your $5 off on your first order with DoorDash. Well, thank you, Andy, for
1: that beautiful, beautiful ad reading. Hashtag cancel the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> that's our that's our dear friend Twist and Hooks' favorite restaurant. He thinks it's the best Mexican restaurant in Walnut Creek. So,
2: <laughs> dude, that may be valid, but didn't um, ah, uh, that that place from that from Santa Barbara moved up to they're in Walnut Creek now. Santa Barbara? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, sorry for bringing it up. Uh, Freebirds. Freebirds is out there in, in Walnut Creek now, I think. Maybe it's in Concord. Anyways. I know they
1: used to have one up. The closest one I remember is that it was up near, like, uh, Vacaville. That was hmm. the closest one. But if they have one up here, near one near Walnut Creek.
2: Creek. yeah, those nachos.
1: Oh, man. yeah, dude. That Late place. night,
2: is, 2 a.m. That place is money. way
1: better than Chipotle.
2: I. Yeah, definitely better. better. Here's a bunch of places that are better than Chipotle. (laughs) Pinto Thai food. Mama Cho's out here in Castro Valley. How about uh, uh, Gordo's off college? Or you can go in off of uh, Albany in Albany off of Solano. You can go in the city. Bunch of good spots. Uh, Nito. What about you, Rob? What would you plug?
1: Um, One place that I have been eating a lot of recently because uh I've been in the area is the Hidden Spot out in South San Francisco. Get the uh the wagy burger with kimchi and fried egg in it or the spicy chicken sandwich. It's called uh, the Hidden Spot. Yeah, it's inside of a bar. They're running out of they're running out of a kitchen of a bar right now. It's only yeah. pickup, but holy snaps, dude, like arguably the best burgers I've had in forever and they have these, like, sweet soy sauce spicy wings. and they are telling me this now? Oh, my God. It's so good. So
2: good. These are the gems you saved for the podcast.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Oh have
2: my. you gone to Smish Mash? I have not gone to Smish Mash yet. Smish Mash is money. Okay. Really, really good. Another good local yeah. business to support. Another but... another
1: local business, in and out
2: We'll allow in and out That's fine. Shake Shack guess if you have to <laughs> if, uh, if you really need it but you know get a I, local burger spot i Go think to- yeah
1: i think one thing i'll say is we, we need to plug um all of the berkeley businesses because there was an article on eater i believe berkeley side or eater about how difficult it is for a lot of berkeley businesses right now like they talked to the cheese and stuff owner um, they talked to a bunch of the other owners. I'll uh, actually link it in the the bio or the – the what's it? The notes for this podcast episode if you guys want to go read it. But, um, yeah, if you live in the area, like, go and support, like, all the places you ate, you know, as a Cal fan on game days or if you went to college here um, during your college days because a lot of them are struggling pretty big, big time. apparently. Big time. So, yeah, big time. Yeah.
2: Even, uh, like, I'm sure Yopo is struggling. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, – it's i think i've been to chinois was where I, i've probably yeah. been to berkeley most recently i got trattoria siciliana before they shut down yeah um, that was super was sad. delicious yeah well, luckily I can still get it so um that's good but i did hoard a couple of those olive oil bottles which was amazing <laughs> but yeah so anyways we can host our own little food podcast by the way
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> For, we're, For we're talking about it. that remember <laughs> we were talking about doing that so maybe we'll get that on the docket one of these days um, but let's let's continue our conversation on the schedule. Let's talk about Cal schedule. All right. I'm going I'm, I'm gonna run you through it November 7th, Washington comes to play in Berkeley. November 14th, we travel to the Godforsaken state of Arizona to play ASU. November 21st, we play at Oregon State. Friday, November 27th is the big game. December 5th is at home to Oregon. December 12th is at Wazoo. And then December 18th or 19th is the TBD game. If we're in the championship game, we'll play on the 18th. If we're not, we'll play a seeded game on the 19th. What are your thoughts on our schedule? I'm missing one. What are you missing?
2: Washington, Arizona State, Oregon State, Oregon, Wazoo. Stanford? When's Stanford?
1: Big game. November 27th, Friday.
2: Okay. All right. So, let's see. Wrote down win next to all of them. Now I need to go <laughs> Adjust. Okay, so let's call Washington a win, but maybe a loss. So, like, coin flip? Yeah. Down 50, with that? 50. Yeah, let's just okay. say it's a quote-unquote tie. Coin flip, Washington. I think ASU could be pretty solid. I feel like it's a 60-40 win. That's okay. where I'm at. I don't know. I don't know. I I think Oregon State's a win, but I've already talked about like the potential of it being a loss. But I, I, I feel like... Sixty-five, thirty-five on that one yeah i am going oregon win but that's definitely not the majority of people are they're gonna say that so i think that's probably a 45 <laughs> 55 opposite direction like going in oregon's favor at least all right all right but i'm calling it a win all, all right. right so hold on so that's a win that's a win that's a win so i'm saying let's say it lost the start win 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 why don't we just say that we win the big game and then blow a game against Wazoo? Great. Okay, so Wazoo Wazzu, I definitely think's a win. Stanford, I think's a win because I don't. I'm not convinced that Stanford's going to be good. So we're four I mean, and it's two. A, it's a. I think we're four and two. That's pretty solid. Could so you, easily be in the championship.
1: You basically think we we lose to start the season and lose to end the season. We win everything in the middle.
2: Is basically what you're saying. Yeah, it sounds sounds like our sounds like a Wilcox team to be honest. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Or it's like you know the Wilcox move would be like win Washington, win ASU, win Oregon State, and win maybe lose Oregon, lose Wazoo, lose Stanford, (laughs) three and three. (laughs) I mean his Pac twelve record
1: isn't great. Like that's it's just a fact, right? Um. His win loss record is actually pretty good because of he's always carried a minimum of 3 wins because he's won every single out of conference game he's played as the head coach here. Yeah. So, if you take those away, his conference record I think is is barely at 500 or at, or under 500. I believe it's actually under 500. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think you're absolutely
2: right. Um what do you think is the the toughest game on the schedule? Oregon. The without, I don't think there's any game that's close to as tough as Oregon this year. Really?
1: Yeah. Even at home, even at home with no crowd, no nothing. Dude, home means nothing. I mean, nothing. that's what I mean. What do you mean? I, 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 what I'm saying is, it's like playing at a neutral. <laughs> it's playing at like at a neutral place, right? It's not. You're not traveling. Like you're not doing anything. But they're traveling. We would have ordinarily, ordinarily
2: gotten Oregon at home. Like we right. would have had them at. Brooklyn, right, right, right. Which I think would have been an advantage for us. I don't think there's any advantage, dude. That's like an what? You could drive that. <laughs> it's like a ten-hour <laughs> drive. It's true, no problem. Yeah. You could fly down in an hour and a half. Like it's nothing. I I think that they get to come to Berkeley and play in a beautiful stadium with no fans and probably a gorgeous night. They're just uh, damn it. It's what a year, you know, to lose the the home field. But yeah, I think like Oregon is the team to beat right now. Period. And, in in, you know, in our conference, I think they've recruited incredibly well. They won the Rose Bowl. Like, they – that's the one. Yeah. They uh, – I mean, no, they're resetting at quarterback. But, you know, how many times have we asked that Oregon be bad and reset at quarterback, <laughs> and they come up with Jeremiah Masoli or <laughs> – Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams, randomly. Like, it just, just – we've been asking that for years, and they've been able to do it every time. So – um, uh, until proven otherwise, I think that's a big one. It's pretty interesting with Washington and, and seeing like what could happen up there, but we've seem to have had that program's number uh, and then I just don't know enough right now with Stanford in what's happening and how they looked last season if I I'm not totally convinced that they are the Stanford of the past. yeah, so that's definitely the one for me. What about you?
1: I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I I think that the the at Washington State game might be the toughest game. And let me this is, this is nuts. Let me explain. Let me explain. This is nuts. Let me explain. What is, what is going on with Washington State? Tell it, us, Rob. It's not because of who we're playing. It's because of where we're playing and when. We're playing at, in the state of Washington, in Pullman, on December twelfth. Just just imagine. What do you think the likelihood of a snow game is for this game? December 12th in Pullman, Washington. Like, if this Uh, turns into a blizzard game or, like, a snow game, holy hell, like, that might be the toughest game we have to play. Because snow games, we don't have snow games here in the Pac-12 because (laughs) it's just we don't play that late and it doesn't get that cold, right? We've never played a Pac-12 game in december before like this late december 12th you know if this was the regular bowl season schedule andy december 10th is the las vegas bowl
2: yeah wow. so
1: we would have been in if we we're playing in a bowl game like that's that's how late in the season it is right so that's why that game scares me uh to a certain degree because if we have to play in the snow like holy crap no one not i don't think anybody on our team let alone anyone in the Pac 12 has probably experienced a snow game. We've done monsoons and we've done like rain games, but I don't think snow games has ever been on the docket, and so that could be the first.
2: That'll be fun. That'll be like super it. fun. That's interesting. It's an. I mean, it's it. I think Pullman isn't is done seem all that scary if there's no fans. But yeah. I agree. The location, northern, northern Washington, it's interesting, or it's like east. East Washington, right? Yeah. I think East uh, Washington.
1: I don't know my geography of Washington at all.
2: But that's yeah, pretty interesting. And then we'll see about the fires. Because, yeah. You know, I hope, like, knock on wood that this hurricane's going to give us a little bit of, like, rain that's going to come from it. Uh, but phew, goodness, you know, what we, big game, like, people, I think we forget, like, big game two years ago was postponed because the fires in November. So, we're not out of this yet. We've got a month, month and a half left. Yep. So, yeah,
1: definitely. Um, I guess the other flip side of this would be, what do you think is the easiest game on the schedule?
2: Well, I don't know. I would have said
0: Washington
2: State. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think g- all things considered, that's the hardest game. Given like, that if- you brought it up twice, not once, but twice, I don't know man, Oregon State, I don't know. I don't know. I think ASU is might maybe the second toughest.
1: I think my, for me the easiest game is the big game. Wow. At home, you've already won the axe. You've already <laughs> Bro, won the axe no last year. <laughs> I know, no I know, I know that. I know that. But I'm saying you've already won the axe, you have no pressure of that whole streak on your shoulders anymore. Right? I think you play comfortably, and I don't think Stanford's going to be as good as we expect them to be. So all things considered, I think that might be the most, like, easiest game to play through. Because So here's the thing for me with away games and why I think they might be mo- a lot more difficult than what you would think, or even without fans. It's because you have to consider the travel that's going to come with these games. And on top of that, the travel with the pandemic, right? I think you're going to be a lot more on edge. You're going to be a lot – there's a lot more like processes and things you have to go through. Um, You have to be – you can't like be a a lot more relaxed, right? Like you're wearing a mask throughout your entire flight or your entire trip throughout until you get to the hotel. Like even when you go to the hotel or wherever – like you're just basically quarantined in your room up until the game. You play the game, even when you're playing at the game, like it's you know, uh not in a normal setting of an away game that you're used to. So I think that's the reason I think away games actually might be harder than a regular away game. That's my thought. Even without fans. I think that's fair. That's a good read.
2: I think a lot of players have mentioned the toughness of that from the NHL and MLB. So Mm -hmm. it's valid. Yeah.
1: All right. You have any other thoughts on the Cal schedule?
2: No. See you November 7th?
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll have our preview pod up where we go through like our grandiose predictions of the season like we did last year with, you know, me saying that Britt Johnson is going to lead the conference in sacks. You know, (laughs) things like that. We'll have a pod like that. So are we gonna bring Josh back? We gotta bring Josh back. We gotta bring Trace back. Trace actually got one thing right, which was uh that he, Chris Brown Jr. would lead the team in points scored. Which he actually that's, did. It's pretty solid. Yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely bring some people back. But we got one piece one more piece of news to talk about, and you kind of alluded to it earlier. Cam Bynum has announced today, and we're recording this on Monday night. Cam Bynum has uh, announced that he is returning to Cal to play in the 2020 season. Um, on September 6th, I believe, let me just double check this. On September 6th, Cam announced on his Twitter and Instagram page that he would be uh, declaring for the NFL draft. He wrote, I want to be able to play with my team one more year, but the whole pandemic and everything pushed back My thought is I just bet on myself at this point, Bynum said in a press conference Sunday night. I think I have enough tape and film to be able to get drafted. He also had like a six-page like thing that he wrote on Instagram that you can read about thanking everyone for his time here and developing him to the person that he is now. Uh, He also said, I'm declaring now so I can move back home and start training. That's what he said. So. I'm assuming when he made this announcement, when he made this announcement, he was already back home in Southern California. I'm assuming he had moved out of Berkeley with this announcement. That probably means he's moving back up to Berkeley. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And let's uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. He just announced he's back for 2020 and that's it. Like, what do you think? What are your thoughts on cams return? Andy,
2: man, I'm so happy. I think that I will be sending all my good vibes his way. No injuries and just Knock on really thrilled for him. So excited that he's back. It's huge for us. Yeah. Just gives us that much more, you know, he gives us uh, arguably our best player on defense back. So it's massive. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so excited for him. And he's just, dude, he's class, man. He's class act. It's crazy. Like, super young, handles everything better than a lot of people. So I'm, I'm a huge, huge Cam Bynum fan.
1: Yep. He is the current active career leader in pass breakups and passes defended. So having him back is huge. Uh, if you want to take a look at what Justin Wilcox had to say about Cam Bynum returning, it's on rightforcalifornia.com. That's one of the most recent articles. Cam, Cal DB, Cam Bynum returns for 2020 season. You can go in there and you can see the video from uh, Coach Wilcox talking about his return. That's it. That's all we got.
2: Now begins the fun stuff. Real news, real pods, no more watching old (laughs) games.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just to recap some stuff of like Right for California and the Golden Bear cast. Right now, we are currently simming the Cal Football 2020 season if it had happened in normal uh, on NCW14, you can catch that on our YouTube page. You can just type in California Golden Bearcast on YouTube and you can find our channel. Give us a subscribe uh, and alert so you know when those videos go live. Um, also, all of our preview stuff on Ride for California will start to go up uh, fairly soon. We're working on a schedule, so you'll get all of that. We have some other things in the works with uh, like watch-along parties where you can watch the game along with uh, right for California writers are people including myself I haven't asked Andy yet but Andy too if he wants to be on it um, you can just have us on, on your computer next to you while you're watching the game just so it makes it feel like you're watching the game with a bunch of people uh, and yeah we have a bunch of other things that we're trying to do through this uh, virtual um, game experience that we're doing not the sim stuff but when we get to actual game time that we can't you know, be with each other, go to tailgates, be at the stadium, so on. So, yeah, that's what we got cooking. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun time. We got a month. We got a month. Start prepping. Start working on your grill sets. Start working on your your tailgate food venues. Um, and we should be back sooner than you think with some foul Cal football preview pods preview coming pods. your way. Coming your way coming your way uh that being said talking about podcasts one more shameless plug here uh we'll have we have two guests scheduled uh trey beck the best best slot corner in the country uh is going to join us on the pod that'll probably be up sometime next week we also have the athletics ted ted nguyen i think that's how you say his last name i'm going to ask him how to say his last name um, who does all of the like play breakdowns and such on The Athletic. He's going to join us to talk about Bill Musgrave's offense, and I have a bunch of questions I wanted to ask him about it. So we have that too. So we have those two things coming up. If you have any questions for them that you want us to ask or talk about with them, uh, tweet it at us or email it to us at goldenbearcast at gmail.com. But other than that, you're good to go. You can find me at rob 11 hwang on Twitter. You can find Andy at AndyJBeastMode. And you can find us on California Golden BearCast on Twitter, on Twitch, and also on YouTube. And that's it for us folks. We'll talk to you later. And as always, go
2: Bears. Go Bears.